Well, good morning from the great state of West Virginia. I'm your host, John Fowler, and we're broadcasting from Taze Valley. Hope you're having a great morning. Uh, it's an early morning for me. Normally, we're on the air by 8 uh, a.m., but I have an early morning flight today, so I got to uh, I got to take care of you all and then head to the Charleston Airport for a morning flight. So glad to have you tuned in. Hope you had a great weekend. I am your host, John Fowler. Thank you for listening to the Pulse WV Live, a network that beats to the heart of God. A couple of people for us to pray for as we start off this morning, uh, both with COVID. Uh, Grant Snow, who is a faithful listener of this uh, podcast, uh, we say good morning to you, Grant, and we're praying healing for you, and also Emmett Wayne, uh, we're uh, praying for you as well. So let's just pray over this week and pray for these two fellows. Jesus, we just love you so much, and we just thank you for who you are and for what you're doing. And God, we just pray over Emmett and we pray over uh, Father Lord Grant. We pray healing in their bodies in Jesus' name. We curse COVID in Jesus' name and we command it to loose its hold, uh, loose its hold off of these two, uh, two men in Jesus' name. We pray your healing. Lord, we just pray for this week. Uh, Lord, you, uh, we have an agenda of what to do this week, but God, we just pray that you change it if uh, that's what you want and that we hear your voice. God, we just love you and thank you for this podcast all week, and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. What an awesome time yesterday in Gasaway and also in Winfield this, uh, yesterday as well. Uh, Olivia and Rich uh, Anderson ministered in Gasaway yesterday along with uh, Rob and, and Jennifer Neal and their family, and man, what an awesome time. If you've not heard it, I encourage you to go to Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcast. Uh, you can go to Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, be able to listen to Olivia's message, as well as the worship on Facebook and my personal YouTube. I, I encourage you to go and subscribe to my personal YouTube. It's John Fowler. It's all just simple, and you'll see some of the podcasts on there as well. So uh, I encourage you to go to that. Okay, what we're talking about today is we're talking about Choose the comfortable sin. Choose the comfortable sin. And you're saying, are you telling me you want me to choose the comfortable sin? No, I'm not telling you that. I'm telling you that's what the enemy will tell you to do. And when you look at the word comfortable, here's what it says. It says to provide physical ease and relaxation. So many people fall into sin because it it feels good to the body, number one. Uh, or it also, uh, you know, a lot of uh, people who drink, they say that it numbs the pain of reality. And so we have to be careful how far you take these things. Because let me tell you something, what the enemy will do is he will lay out a smorgasbord of sin for you to choose from. When you're young, he will do that. He will, he will say, okay, he has studied your, your heritage. He's studied your family. He says, okay, this person struggled with this, so I'll put that on the smorgasbord table. Well, his, uh, his grandmother struggled here, so I'll put that right here. And let me just throw some things to it. It's like, okay, well, his grandpa may have, and I'm not saying this about anybody's grandpa. I'm just throwing it out as an example. His grandpa, mm, well, he was really bad about uh, cheating on his wife. So um, we'll put that on there, too. So let's put adultery and let's put fornication on there. This is the smorgasbord that the, uh, uh, on the table that the enemy throws out there to you. And this is what he baits you with. Well, when he baits you, what happens, it's up to you as a fish to take the bait. You can choose to bypass it. 
it's like going to a restaurant, uh, almost like um, uh, the trough, uh, which is what I call the, um, uh, what is the name of that place? I call it the trough, but it's called, um, I can't remember. I'll have to think of it. I probably should leave the name of it out anyway so I don't get sued. Uh, but anyway, what happens is we go through the trough, the smorgasbord, and you pick and choose the things that look good. A lot of people, when you go to the smorgasbord and when you go to a to a buffet, people pile it up. Well, I think they should start. You should start being charged for the weight of the food because there's so much of it that is thrown away. Here's the key: we go through this smorgasbord just like the enemy would try to get us to do, and we pick and choose what we like from our heritage, from our lineage. And that's what we do. And then those are the things, those sins that you choose are the ones that you have your birthday with. And it could be, uh, it could be um, uh, as far as fornication, it could be lust, it could be gossip. You could have had a huge gossiper in your family. Well, then Jesus or then the devil just laid it out there on the smorgasbord table for you to choose because he has studied you. He has studied you. You got to remember that, uh, and he studied your family. John ten ten tells us this, and I read this a lot to you because it's something that you need to get in your spirit. The thief comes not but to steal, and to kill, and to destroy. Jesus said, "I come that you might have life, and they might have it more abundantly." So the question is: Is are you living the abundant life, or are you? living the smorgasbord of sin and getting every little bit you can. So that's the key today. Choose the comfortable sin is what the enemy's saying. Choose the sin that will provide physical ease and relaxation, whatever it may, it may be. It may be marijuana. It may be, um, you know, watching a, 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 a sexual movie. It may be on the phone gossiping. Uh, it may be causing uh, an upheaval with somebody. You've got to go over to Galatians 5 and look at the things that uh, that the enemy is trying to do to you and what you're picking from. But if you go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10, 1 through 21, here's warnings. This is dealing with the children of Israel. And here's he's given it as an example here. Moreover, verse 1, we're going to read through 21. So here we go. Moreover, brethren, I would not that you should be ignorant and if that was West Virginia, that would be plum ignorant, if somebody from West Virginia would have wrote that, that you wouldn't be plum ignorant. How <clears throat> that these uh, of our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea and were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea and did all eat the same spiritual meat and did all drink the same spiritual drink. For they drank of the spiritual rock, and they followed them, and the rock was Christ. But with many of them, God was not well pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. See, the devil will take you to the wilderness and get you lost to where it's hard to find your way back to Jesus. Verse 6 says, Now these things were our ex examples to the intent we were not lust after evil things and they also lusted neither be ye adulterers 
as were the same of them. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Neither let us commit fornication, as some of them committed and fell into one day, three and twenty thousand. Dag. Tell me if that's not a lot. Neither let us tempt Christ, as some of them also tempted and were destroyed of serpents. Remember that story. Neither murmur ye, as some of them also murmuring and were destroyed of the destroyer. Now all these things happened unto for an example, and they are written for our admonition, upon whom the ends of the world are come. Wherefore let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. That means pride, walking in pride. Well, that'll never happen to me. And I'll never go through that. And I can't believe that person did that. You believe that person cheated on her husband? I would never do that. Don't say that. Verse 13 says, And there has no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted, above that you are able. And will with the temptation also make a way of escape, that you may be able to bear it. Now, here's the question here. Do we have to yield to temptation? No. Do we have to sin? No. Do we have to to get into a mess and go to the wilderness, go to the valley where the enemy will beat up on us? No. You go on your own will. The the Lord gives you examples of how to stay out of it, but it's exa- I mean, it just seems like that people continue to go into it. And then these sins, you have your birthday with it, you have Christmas dinner with it, you go Thanksgiving shopping with it, Black Friday shopping. Um, you, you do these with your sins that were on the smorgasbord when you were a kid and you chose and picked which things that you want. And people are dealing with those things for, for years before they get free of it. Wherefore, my dearly beloved, uh, flee from uh, adultery. And speak as to be wise men, judge ye what I say. The cup of blessings which were blessed, is it not the communion of the blood of Jesus? The bread which we break, is it not the communion of the body of Jesus? For we being many are one bread and one body, for we are all partakers of one bread. Behold, Israel after the flesh are not they which eat of this uh, sacrifice partakers of the altar. What say I then, that the idol is anything, or that which is offered in sacrifice to idols is anything? But I say that the things which were Gentiles sanctify and satisfy, uh, I will not to do of God. And I will not that you should have fellowship with the devils. Now listen to that. That I would not that you should have fellowship with the devils. Verse 21. Ye cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. You cannot be partakers of the Lord's table and of the table of devils. And that's where we are in the church today, why there is, a, why there is an identity crisis within the church, 
because it's hard to differentiate between what the church looks like and what the world looks like. People are confused about you. You tell them you're a Christian, but you live like hell. I mean, how does that work? That means you're speaking out of both sides of your mouth. That means you're double-minded, as James would say. Well, I always tell people, and I say it in jest, but I really mean it. If you're going to live wrong, don't wear your Pulse t-shirt. Don't buy it at a yard sale and put it on. Because let me tell you something, you can make the church look bad because of your actions. You know, how do you act with that fish on the back of your car, but yet you flip somebody off on the highway? I mean, your integrity is not what you do in public, but what you do in private. That's how you measure that. So comfortable sin is sin that has, uh, listen to this, comfortable sin is sin with no conviction. Comfortable sin is sin with no conviction. So my question is this, do you feel convicted when you sin? Do you say this? Do you say, well, you know, I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to anyway. Well, so the Holy Spirit doesn't have rule over your tongue. That means you do. We've got to allow the Holy Spirit to teach us. And that's what this next scripture is. John chapter 16, 8. Listen to this. It says, and uh, for, it's John chapter 16, 8. Here we go. And when he is come, he will reprove the world. Talking about the Holy Spirit. Uh, let, me, let me back up here. Verse 6. It says, but because I have said these things unto you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. I, it is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go away, the Comforter will not come until you, uh, unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he comes, he will reprove the world of sin and the righteousness and of judgment. What does the word reprove mean? It means to convict. He will convict the world of sin. Who do you think convicts you when you say something wrong and you shouldn't say it? That's conviction of the Holy Spirit. And what we have to do is we have to repent from those things. Sin is an immoral act considered to be a transgression against God. Sin is an immoral act considered to be a trans transgression against God. So my question is this, why do people sin? Does it go back to what we said over in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 around verse 1? Are we ignorant and we don't have we don't have the revelation on it? Do we do it on purpose? Do we do it because it's comfortable? Do we do it because um, it's relaxing? Let me tell you something. There is a cost in walking with Jesus. And that means that you have to be obedient to him. That means you have to do what he says. And then if you do that, great things are ahead for you over in Deuteronomy 28. Read all that, talking about the blessings. Man, God is faithful, is he not? So don't choose the comfortable sin. Don't choose any sin. Because let me tell you something, it will lead you down to a road of destruction. If you're not where you need to be with Jesus today, just ask him to come into your heart and to save you. Say, Father, forgive me of my sins. Come into my life and use me for your kingdom, glory, and honor. Man, you prayed that prayer. That's all you have to do, and you do that, and God will do great things with you. Let me tell you something. Don't choose any sin at all. Change your, change your circumstances. If you have, computer, uh, if you have uh, problems with your computer and your phone, 
and you're and you're searching things that you shouldn't be searching, then you need to figure out how to not do that. And you do that by asking Jesus, Father, how do I kick this habit? If you're a gossip, you ask the Lord, how do I kick this habit? If you're in fornication and adultery, how do you kick this habit? You, you say, Father, how do I fix this? He will help you. The Lord will help you to overcome sin. That's his job. Don't think he doesn't know because he knows everything about us. I hope you have a great day today. God's faithful and he loves us. He absolutely loves us. And Lord, I tell you what, I pray for people that give to this ministry. If you give to this ministry and when you give to this ministry, I promise you, you will be blessed. You can text the word PULSE to 1304-244-3187. You can go to thepulsechurch.com and give through PayPal or mail your love gift to P.O. Box 141, Gasaway, West Virginia, 26624. John Sandy in the house tomorrow, beginning at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for the next edition of the Pulse WV Live, a network that beats to the heart of God. Have a great day.